Our scripture reading today is from Luke chapter 3, verses 15 to 22. As the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So with many other exhortations, he proclaimed the good news to the people. But Herod the ruler, who had been rebuked by him because of Herodias, his brother's wife, and because of all the evil things that Herod had done, added them all by shutting up John in prison. Now, when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized, and was praying, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. The word of God for the people of God. Will you pray with me? Holy God, send your spirit upon us, that as your scripture has been read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what it is you have to say to us this day. Amen. So are there any Parks and Rec fans in the house? Anybody? Yeah! Love me some Parks and Rec. It's right up there with the office for me, and for me, office is life, so you know it's good, at least in Sandy's world. It's one of my favorites. There are two characters in the show, Tom Haverford and Donna Meagle, who once a year treat themselves. What do they treat themselves to? Clothes. Treat yourself. Fragrances. Treat yourself. Massages. Treat yourself. Mimosas. Treat yourself. Fine leather goods. Treat yourself. And they sing, it's the best day of the year, the best day of the year. It is. Thank you, Jamie Lee. Do you like that little? Treat treat yourself. And even though it makes me laugh, the decadence of it is not lost on me or on the characters. Were they real people, they would be the first ones to tell you that money does buy their happiness and luxury cars, the most expensive accessories, and living the high life is what they breathe for. And even while I laugh and roll my eyes at Tom and Donna, do I not envy them a little too? Do I not sometimes go looking for that one thing, that next purchase that will make me happier and more fulfilled? Do I not peruse Target or Amazon? My tastes are much cheaper than Donna and Tom's with an eye open to the magic thing that will just make it all better. Absolutely I do. And I'm guessing I'm not the only one. Jamie Lee and I are starting a new sermon series, so I wanna direct your attention here to the mirror. So imagine your bathroom mirror or a mirror you know, in your bedroom at a dresser where you might tape up little things to think about a scripture verse or something to remember, even though you may not be able to read it from 
your pew. Hopefully we can get a tight and close in here. Um, we're doing a sermon series on self-care called Care Like Christ, learning to love God, ourselves, and others. And today we talk about loving ourselves. We decided to do this new year sermon series on self-care because it's a topic that is very, very popular on social media, in magazines, in self-care books. I did a little research around the term self-care and found it was actually coined in the 1950s as a way for patients who were institutionalized to cultivate a sense of self-worth through acts of care and preservation. Author Martha Tessima writes that it was a term that spread from the medical community to the larger community in the 1960s, thanks to civil rights activists, particularly the Black Panthers. By distributing food to those in need, creating health clinics, building programs to educate and share accessible information with others, and more, the Black Panther Party put into action in real tangible ways for their community. Those acts of community care were also acts of survival. At the time, and still today, black communities and people of color often lacked access to basic health and social services because of systematic barriers. These community-wide efforts, many spearheaded by the Black Panthers and other activists, changed the narrative about caring for oneself. It's a radical and revolutionary thing, then, to consider self-care. But of course, over the years, the term has been diluted and changed, and sometimes now it is meant to do something indulgent for yourself. Buy that silky blouse, self-care. Take that resort vacation, self-care. Ignore all of your responsibilities and watch a whole season of Parks and Rec in one sitting, self-care. Not that any of those things are inherently bad. But why do we do them? If the real motivation behind any of those things is to feel better, or maybe even to numb ourselves to the reality of our lives, then maybe we need something deeper. Our scripture reading today about the baptism of today about the baptism of Jesus is one of the most powerful passages in the Bible, I think. Not only does God claim Jesus in a public way, in a holy way, with the symbol of the dove and the iconic heavens parting with the voice coming down, this is my son, my beloved, in whom I am well pleased. It also speaks to each of us being claimed as children of God. What a blessing. What a gift to be claimed by God and loved by God, who thinks each of us are amazing, by the way. But truthfully, that story in the Gospel of Luke of the baptism of Jesus is only two verses. And we had a lot more read this morning. Thank you, Tina. 
The ones leading up to, the verses leading up to the baptism of Jesus are about John the Baptist. You know, that weird cousin of Jesus who wore clothes made out of camel hair and only ate locusts and wild honey. He was fiery and outspoken. And while he had disciples, he also made a lot of enemies, including Herod and Herodias. But he was humble at least in claiming to not be the Messiah and happily living in the shadow of Jesus' ministry. Now, I don't know what John thought about himself. And that would have been a very foreign concept, I think, to John, to think about how do you think about yourself. But his care of self is definitely suspect to our more modern ears. Locust and wild honey? And after all of that work, after preaching and disciple-making, after laying the way, the path for the Messiah, it's Jesus that God publicly claims, not John. And not only that, people in high places hated him and were actively planning his demise. It all gives me anxiety just to think about it, but not John. John seems very confident in the task and his role. Perhaps it's because he knows that while Jesus may be the golden boy, purpose doesn't come from comparing ourselves to others, but being content to be ourselves. Camel hair clothes and all. God doesn't find worth in us because we're able to make ourselves worthy through acting like someone else or wearing that new silk blouse. God doesn't find worth in us because we said the right thing or bought the right house or made a good grade on our test. God doesn't have to find us worthy because God created us worthy. God created us to need nothing more than to be who we were created to be. Now, that doesn't mean we don't need a nap sometimes, or we shouldn't get out and take a walk, or that that shopping trip or massage isn't just the thing sometimes. But none of those things are lasting. What does last is God's abiding love for us and delight in us. Friends, it has been a hard time. I do not know anybody who's not struggling in one way or another, and many of us are struggling with our own sense of self-worth, with our own mental health, with a variety of things the Omicron swell of COVID, the looming uncertainty of what this year will bring, it's pretty overwhelming. And we're all looking for ways to cope and ways to care for ourselves. But what if our only task this year was simply to love ourselves? It's a pretty radical and revolutionary idea when you think about it. 
in all of your uniqueness and weirdness, love yourself. In all of your brokenness and uncertainty, love yourself. In all of your feelings, good and bad, and in between, love yourself. Because God first loved you. I pray these him in the words of the Lord for us this day. Amen.